are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, day after the Pelicans fall 134-129 to the Brooklyn Nets. You might think it's the same old, same old Pelicans losing in the fourth quarter, despite having a double-digit lead in this game though that one was a little bit earlier in the game but it wasn't quite the same and that's at least the good news from the Stan Van Gundy made some changes maybe a little bit too late in this one but made some changes and we'll dive into this game over really the first two segments uh, of today's show because the second part's going to be a little bit nerve-wracking because Zion sounded a little bit frustrated after this game and seemed to really start to dislike, and this is probably the first time we've really verbally heard it from him, be fed up with some of the losing. So we'll dive into what he said, what Stan Van Gundy said, and then we're going to wrap up talking about the Z- the Zion one, the signature shoe. We're going to end on some happy news and on a play you, play you a clip. I rarely do this on the show that Zion said talking about kind of where he's gone in life, how he ended up as a 20 year old with a signature shoe, part of the Jordan brand. It's a pretty awesome quote and should just make you feel kind of good. And I think that's how we need to end the show after what happened in last night's game. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right, so it was a 134-129 loss for your New Orleans Pelicans against the Brooklyn Nets. Not ideal of an ending for the Pelicans here in this one whatsoever, but... What can you do? This is the 14th time the Pelicans have lost when they've led by at least as many as 10 points. No one else in the league, according to Will Guillory of the athletic friend of the show, has done it more than 10 times. Sign of a young team is being unable to close games. And we've seen the Pelicans do this over and over and over again. And in this game, though, they went on a little bit of a run to make it close. There was no reason to necessarily think they would overcome this. Again, part of this is growing pains, learning how to do this, and figuring out who should be on your team, who shouldn't next year, and who should close games, and who certainly shouldn't. So what was different about this one compared to some of the other ones was Stan Van Gundy finally made a change. We can talk about Zion's big night. We can talk about some other things here, too, and we're going to do that. But the story of this one, particularly after Sunday's loss, was Eric Bledsoe not playing much in the second half. Yes, he started in this one. But he didn't close the game. He was subbed out after the start of the third quarter. He played four minutes and 30 seconds in the third quarter. Subbed out for Najee Marshall. Yay! And didn't play the rest of the game. And the Pelicans managed to go on a run with him. And when you look at the individual plus minus, tells the story. Eric Bledsoe in 17 minutes of action was 2 of 6 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep. Didn't make an impact in this one whatsoever. Finished with 6 total points. And was minus 11. No other Pelican was anywhere close to that. Next closest was Billy Hernan Gomez at minus 6. Eric Bledsoe was not the answer here. And finally, finally, 
Stan Van Gundy realized that and took him out of the game and closed with Najee Marshall. Marshall, who didn't have his shot falling in this one, he was 6 of 15 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3, and 1 of 6 from the line, missing two important free throws late in the game, one of which Zion got the offensive rebound and scored on it, which was ridiculous. But he finished with 6 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals compared to just 1 turnover and did finish with 15 points. He was a plus 1. So it's great that Stan Van Gundy finally finally realized this team just didn't have it with Eric Bledsoe on the court and decided to go with someone else. Thank you. The problem was that he still went with Eric Bledsoe in the beginning part of this game. And when that lead for the Pelicans evaporated, they were up by double digits, it came with Eric Bledsoe out there on the court. That's not what you want to see at all. really happened with Eric Bledsoe in the game in the third quarter. And that's where they started to lose this one. And so it was disappointing to see that, yes, while Stan Van Gundy did something right, taking Eric Bledsoe out of the game, it came too little too late. And at that point, New Orleans wasn't able to get over the hump. And you could see, you could see how it impacted the game. New Orleans in this one shot 36.4% from deep, 12 of, of 33. But for a while, a long while going into the third quarter in this game, they were shooting 26%. They were bad, shooting poorly from three. And despite all of that, the fact that for two, two and a half weeks, three weeks, they haven't been able to shoot the three ball at all. Zion Williamson went 14 of 19, 74%, 74% for 33 points. Brandon Ingram was good in this game too, 10 of 17, 59%. He drilled two threes, four rebounds, five assists for him. 27 points you got 30 you got 15 points from Lonzo Ball who had his three-point shot falling in this one three of six Najee Marshall gave you 15 off the bench Kyra Lewis Jr. drilled three threes he was three of six from deep he finished with 11 points on the night and four assists and almost almost had uh, a game-saving steal off an inbound but they weren't able to get it done And it's so disappointing to see that against a Brooklyn Nets team that was without Kevin Durant, was without James Harden, and they were missing a ton of other guys too. This was a pretty banged up Nets team coming in in New Orleans because of a guy like Eric Bledsoe and other things in this game, defense too, just couldn't get it done. Kyrie Irving, 32 points on the night. Landry Shamit, 18 points. Joe Harris, 24. Jeff Green, the immortal Jeff Green, 15 points. You had guys filling it up off the bench. Basically, every bench player for him that played, and they played nine guys in this game. Three of them were in double digits. Defense and a lack of shooting for New Orleans and offense at times doomed them in this game. This is one of those ones you look at it, and it's like, man, this roster is a bit of a mess. There's just, you know, again, you, you you get enough out of your guys and you can't win because you don't play defense because you don't shoot. All of that. When the shooting was going, they didn't play defense and allowed Kyrie Irving down low just to easily score. They struggled on the offensive glass against this team or they let the, the Brooklyn Nets take advantage of them. So they struggled on the defensive glass. There we go. It's terrible. Like this was just an overall bad, bad game. Same old, same old, even though slightly different. But hopefully, it's at least the start of something, right? The start of Eric Bledsoe not playing nearly as much as some of these other young guys getting minutes because clearly they deserve it and they outplayed Eric Bledsoe and they're the ones that started this comeback and almost, almost got New Orleans 
a victory in this one. So I'll play or I'll tell you what Zion said after this game because it should make you not worried, not worried, but maybe like a little, little bit nervous. I'll tell you what the quote was and we'll analyze that one coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. But before we get that, it's time for the Ultra Player of the Week. No, it's not Zion Williamson because of his comments about Madison Square Garden and and indirectly the New York Knicks because of that. No, you didn't bring us joy. You didn't bring us happiness with that with Zion this week. You made people a little bit nervous, in fact, so you don't get to deserve this award. In fact, it's going to go to Najee Marshall, the guy who finally replaced Eric Bledsoe. And just that alone, even in a Pelicans loss, according to my Twitter reactions, my feelings on this too— it's It made you happy. They finally made the right move. The guy who brings energy, hustle, grit, all of that off of the bench was finally in the closing group and they made it close because of a guy like him. It's not worth being miserable watching these games like they, they have been with Eric Bledsoe out there. But watching Najee Marshall in with that group and them trying hard to close it out and just falling a little bit short, that can be okay at times. That does bring you joy. That does bring you happiness. There's a lot of enjoyment about watching a game with a team that's trying and a guy that isn't just, you know, not paying attention. And as Michelob Ultra asks, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Well, Bledsoe hasn't been happy. Pelicans fans haven't been happy. And this move alone might, might start to change things just a little bit. And you know what? Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And without Eric Bledsoe closing out the game, I know you all felt much more enjoyment than you have before. And you can enjoy a Michelob Ultra because it has only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's not worth drinking something if it's going to make you miserable. Drink a Michelob Ultra. Again, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And that's why Najee Marshall is the player of the week. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 31st. So before we get to Zion's quote that should make you maybe a little bit nervous, this game was dripping in irony compared to the Pelicans game against the New York Knicks. At one point, the Nets were up three after having made two free throws. The Pelicans had the ball with 9.4 seconds left to go, and they inbound the ball after a timeout. And what do the Nets immediately do? The second Brandon Ingram put the ball on the court. You know what they did. They fouled him and sent him to the line. Because that's what you're supposed to do in that situation. Not let the opposing team get a three-point attempt off. And they played the, the, the foul game. Brandon Ingram um, at that point made both of those free throws. It was within one. They then fouled the Nets who, went, who made both of their free throws. Went up three again. And then the Nets immediately fouled. Exactly what the Pelicans should have done against the New York Knicks the other night. The irony on this that the other New York team immediately and without a doubt does what they're supposed to do, and they're not a good defensive team, was not lost on me in this game. This is kind of one of those things where I was in the Smoothie King Center for this one, and I'm just sitting in, it's like, oh, they're going to foul because that would be the smart thing, right? Clearly do that. And I just started laughing because what are you supposed to do? The irony on this one was just all over the game. And it's disappointing that 
you know, we have to find humor and things like that to some degree. I thought it was pretty funny. I think people around me were like, what, what the hell is this dude doing? Like laughing hysterically at this sort of thing, like that kind of manic joker kind of laugh, but whatever. I thought it was kind of funny in this one. Zion did not though. Zion was a little bit frustrated after the game and the post-game media availability. Uh, he didn't, he didn't lash out or anything like that. And it's tough to kind of put this in the, the proper context, but you could definitely see he was a little frustrated because this is a game that the Pelicans could have won. And he said, quote, I'm not going to lie. It's getting kind of annoying saying every other game that we're right there and not closing it out. He doesn't like the losses piling up here and says um, that, you know, he basically wants to be winning for all the talk about him and the Knicks and what he could do. And look, in two years, if he ends up taking the qualifying offer, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We don't need to do that right now. But you do need to build a winner around him if you want to keep him as long as possible. And this season, it definitely isn't that for New Orleans. Yes, there have been some successes, figuring out that he can basically be your point guard and you can run the offense through him like that. But in terms of schedule and perception, I do think this was a swing and a miss for the front office. You don't need to fire the front office. You don't need to do anything like that. This, this happens and it was a year where you can afford to kind of have this miss. They thought they were going to be a whole lot more competitive than they were offensively and defensively. And they don't have enough shooting. They don't have the defense either. And that's a problem because it means you've got more work to do this offseason. They have the picks to go out and get anyone they want, whether those are role players or star players. You might end up with a decent draft pick that adds another really important guy for you to this roster too. So there's the ability, and they should have the full mid-level exception available or one of the mid-level exception availables. They should be able to remake this roster if they so choose to a certain degree. And that should give you optimism for the future because you know what you need and you know who fits and who doesn't and the guys you should keep and the guys you don't want to keep. So they're in a good spot, all things considered, but the clock's going to start ticking sooner than you realize and sooner than you want when it comes to Zion Williamson, if you're not going to put a winner around him. And that's going to mean that this offseason, this offseason is going to be super, unbelievably important to getting it right and to the long-term future of this franchise. We're going to have a whole lot to talk about in about a month or so, when the Pelicans are likely out of the playoffs and we're focusing more on the draft and free agency. Because this is an offseason, you have very little margin for error based on how this year went. Which means we're going to have plenty to talk about, so make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. So we'll get into Zion's shoe here in a minute. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm not going to give you the rest of the normal ad read I have here because it's just go time. Simply go to BuiltBar.com right now because they have the best flavor available. These things kind of come around rarely. They're like special edition flavors. They have by far the best flavor available, and that is the coconut brownie chunk. I went the second I saw this was available on BuiltBar.com and I ordered a box of them. This one, the flavor competition, the March Madness thing they did, this is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's probably better than every other candy bar you've ever tried. 
That's what this thing tastes like. It is covered in 100% real chocolate. It's light. It's airy. It's one of the puff marshmallow bars. You're not going to believe that this thing is healthy for you. And when these things go on sale, you just need to buy them. It's really that simple. So yes, go order the coconut brownie chunk bar and any of the other bars because those bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. If you want to lose or maintain your weight while just having something that's kind of delicious, Built Bar is absolutely the way to go and you get a discount by using the promo code locked 15 over at builtbar.com that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order of built bars over at builtbar.com again promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money right there. It's like you've already want to bet when you use the promo code locked on again that is promo code locked on to get free money when you sign up and make your first deposit over at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by locked on and odyssey is happening now featuring analysis from nfl experts michael irving jason lockhead forner and brian baldinger our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars for their teams search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast odyssey is your home for all the sports podcast music and news that matter to you that's odyssey a-u-d-a-c-y So the happy news of the day for Pelicans fans is the new Zion signature shoe with the Jordan brand, the Zion 1, was unveiled yesterday. So one, I actually kind of like this. I didn't like the original color um, that we saw, the colorway that we saw, but I like the black and white one a whole lot. That's the one that Zion wore in the game last night. And this is just really cool. And the undefeated ran a really great story on this talking kind of about how they tried to take Zion's personality and distill it down to a signature shoe. And when you read the breakdown of the shoe, they even talk about how the tongue is inspired by superheroes. And in particular, Batman, which Zion said, if you're a DC versus Marvel guy, you're going to be interested in this question, said that Batman is his favorite superhero. So to spend time with him and hear the process about how they learned more about him, learned about his personality to really kind of channel it into the shoe, it's actually really cool. Like I had no idea the type of thought and level of of personality that gets put in these sorts of things. And I thought that's really awesome and you can see and hear that Zion is unbelievably excited about this and it validates so much for him right and everything he's put in I'm going to play the clip here in a minute but look if you're a Pelicans fan and you saw that Knicks stuff the other day and it made you a little bit nervous or annoyed even this should quell some of that down when everyone's like oh I want to see him in a bigger market on a bigger stage he was on TNT last night playing in his signature shoe at 20 years old In terms of Jordan brand athletes, there's only been one other player that's gotten a signature shoe at age 20, and that was Carmelo Anthony. That's good company to be in, elite company, rare company to be in. And it shows you that personality and the type of player that you are is more important than the market that you play in. 
And we can finally put to bed some of that big market, small market stuff. Yes, absolutely. Small, uh, big markets have an advantage over small markets, but not when it comes to this stuff. Not when it comes to the endorsements. Look at what Anthony Davis is dealing with. Where's his signature shoe, right? He just won a title on the most popular team in the league, and he doesn't have a signature shoe. And Zion does. It tells you something. And then it also just, again, it comes down to personality, right? The person that the shoe is there for, whose signature is it? And listen to this quote from Zion, and I think this really kind of sums up why he's so successful in New Orleans when maybe some others, AD, haven't been. Man, you know, I really wish we would have got the win, but it's one of those things where, you know, I look at my mom, look at my brother, my older brother, uh, look at my stepfather, uh, especially my stepfather. Uh, You know, you just... I just kind of go to him, my mom, and just say thank you. Like, all those countless hours in the gym, all those dreams, you know, all the wins, all the losses, the crazy journey, moving a lot. Uh, You know, they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Uh, And I'm just, I'm forever grateful for that. I'm thankful for that. like I said, at any point, maybe I could have been in a different situation where maybe I wasn't playing basketball, or maybe I would have gave up on it, but you know, they stuck with me, and I'm forever grateful for that. That sums it up right there. Like, Listen to that dude and the amount of authenticity in his voice, the amount of sincerity in his voice. It sounds like at times his voice is about ready to crack, and he's going to choke up and almost cry, and you can kind of see it in the video that this comes from. You never heard anything like that with Anthony Davis, right? You hear something like that, all you want to do is root for that guy so much. And he's doing unbelievably special things out there on the court. So even in a, in a weird season like this, to some degree a lost season like this, it's important to kind of keep that perspective on it and how special of a player and a person Zion is and how awesome it is to have him here and to see him have the success he's had. It's just a good feeling. You want to root for other people to do well, and he's definitely doing it, and he seems like he's got just such a great head on his shoulders. That's why he's going to succeed in a small market and get these endorsements versus other guys, and it kind of shows you that some of that large market versus small market stuff kind of is a little bit dead. So there you go. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. No win for the Pelicans in this one, but hey, a bit a bit of a change from Stan Van Gundy with regards to Eric Bledsoe, which happy to see, needed to see in this one. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.